Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast, by the way, is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. By the way, Blake Street Tavern, I love, if you're in downtown, you got to go to Blake Street Tavern because they just got amazing food, amazing atmosphere, and plenty of TVs to watch whatever game, sporting event you want to watch. Anyway, a lot to get to today. Uh, I do want to tell you, last episode, right near the end, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to share this Joel Klatt story in the next episode. Well, here we are. And it started because I, I was texting Joel during the episode and I said that that I loved him and hope he was all balls, stuff like that, joking around. And then he just wrote, not banned, because I said, whatever your response is, I'm going to say it on the podcast. And that's all he wrote was not banned. And I said, I would tell you the story. Well, here's the story. The story of banned or not banned refers to the last days of Joel Klatt's career at the old radio station, 104.3 The Fan. Now, I don't have all the details, so I'm filling some stuff in, but this is what I've always heard happened. Now, keep in mind, I was off for part of this. It was my vacation time, so I didn't hear and wasn't witness to part of it, the last half of this. So I'm being told what had happened. So that's my legal my legal uh, defense is like, I don't know. This is what people told me. So there's a chance that what I'm about to tell you could be false. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I don't know what that sound was, but you're welcome. So the idea was that we had management constantly barking at us, telling us to not do certain things. It was funny. The listeners loved it. Ratings were good, but management was telling us stop doing these certain things don't play these certain sound bites we used to play a sound bite from tenacious d i took a i took a clip from tenacious d the song where it's it was the lover gently song the part where jo, uh, jack black says that's fucking teamwork and then i just bleep out the the fucking so it's like that's teamwork and we used to play that like as as a drop. Anytime the guys would work together and uh, figure something out, we would just throw that in as a drop. It was it was funny. That's fucking teamwork. It's not an FCC violation to play something with a, a bleep over the the curse word. You can do that, but management didn't like it. And there were some other things that we were doing, apparently, like over the air that they didn't like. And long and short of it, one day we decided to be defiant and we decided to play a game called Banned or Not Banned. And we would play sound bites that Mike and Joel would have to go, is that banned or not banned? And it would be like a, like, uh, you know, a fart sound and be like, that's not banned or... You know, something, a, a crazy soundbite like Mike going, ooh, little wieners. Oh, surprisingly, not banned. And then and then we'd play something like, that's f***ing teamwork. And then they'd be like, ah, that's banned. We shouldn't play that. <laughs> and then we did it like a few things. I don't remember all the soundbites it was. But basically, we just poked the bear of management. And they didn't like it. And then I was off 
I want to say a couple days later, and they did it again, allegedly. And apparently they went a little bit further and went a bit a little bit more extreme with the band sound bites, and we're constantly playing those. And I don't know what was said over the air, but all I know is what happened after that moment. I'm not going to say officially that's what broke the camel's back, but that's basically what got him canned. It's all for the better, because look at where Joel's at now. I say that. like He, he had a great experience at, at the fan. He did a lot of great things. He, he was an amazing talent for the station, but now he's with Fox Sports, FS1. He's all over college football. He is their main just beautiful face. I gotta say, Joe Klatt, you are uh, magnifica. I don't know why I said that, but you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so it's just funny because like that's that's what allegedly led to his departure. I don't know how true it is. That's what I heard. And you know, don't come at me. Don't come at me, people. I don't know if that's really what led to him being fired. That was, I think that was our old company. So, so I, I don't think that was part of Bonneville. I think that was part of a different company. So either way, it was all crazy, all nutty. And Joel is, is a funny motherfucker. I always remember him coming into the studio after working on the road for the Colorado Rockies, which he seemed to despise because they were just a trash team and he was just exhausted doing analysis for the the Rockies and he would be on the road he'd he'd get to Denver at say three o'clock in the morning and he would just stumble in essentially at 545 hardly able to keep his eyes open have a cup of coffee in his hand and he'd just be like Hey, Duff, what's up? And I always remember every single time, I'm like, oh my God, is he going to be able to put this together and, and, and sound, you know, energetic on the radio? And sure enough, as soon as the mic cracked, he was good, good to go, always professional. I love that. It, it was funny. And like I said before, he's the one that that kicked off the whole and helped create the Cowboy to Huff character. And real quick, I'll get into that. Joel was supposed to go up to Cheyenne Frontier Days to do analysis of the Rockies game, wherever the hell they were playing across the United States. But they wanted to, they had a deal, the Rockies did with Cheyenne Frontier Days. So Joel and somebody else was in Wyoming doing their, their analysis of the game, but then they were supposed to be dressed up in cowboy attire. Well, Joel was like, I don't know what that means. And literally, it's like 6 o'clock. It's like 6.05 on this morning show. And Mike Evans literally whispers through my ear because I'm running the board. And he goes, get ready to do a cowboy voice. And I'm like, a cowboy voice? He's like, just do a cowboy voice. I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. And Mike's setting it up. And I'm like, uh, uh, and, and like, I'm wearing these jeans that my wife had bought me. And they're really tight, really tight in the crotch because apparently millennials have small nuts. <laughs> that's my, that's the only thing I can figure because I'm like, these are not comfortable. And as a combination, I, sw- I, I have yet to find the soundbite. There is a soundbite of Ryan Reynolds. I need to just find the episode of Ryan Reynolds on Family Guy. And he says th- something about how he feels like he's just all balls in, in his pants 
or something like that. I need to look it up. But I swear I heard that. So I put the things together and then I was just like, Mike's like, hey, we got a resident cowboy here. He can give you some fashion advice in regards to what you should wear when you go cover Cheyenne Frontier Days up in, in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Hey, let's go to uh, go to the cowboy, cowboy to Huff. Uh, what, what advice do you got? And I was just like, uh, listen, Joe, basically, uh, you need to know if you're going to be all balls in your jeans or something like that. I, I just went down that road and I went to the punchline fairly quickly because I didn't really know what we were going to do. But the punchline, the ongoing theme of Cowboy to Huff was, am I all balls in these jeans? Because I was looking down at myself and I was sitting there looking at myself going, God damn, I am all balls in these jeans. It is not comfortable. So that's what led to that character in that catchphrase was, am I all balls in these jeans because of wearing tight jeans? And I swear to God, I saw that on Family Guy. Hey, do these pants look all right? Sometimes I put them on and I'm thinking I look all balls. And that started Cowboy to Huff. And we ended up doing that entire three-hour show just every segment referring back to Cowboy to Huff in some way. And we essentially did a whole show on balls. And it was hilarious. I don't think I have that audio anymore. But it was one of the funniest fucking days ever. I want to say my stomach hurt for the next day or two because we were laughing so hard so hard during the entire show. It was, it was great. It was funny. I loved that. And it was just constantly be like, Cowboy to Huff, how do I know I, I picked out the right outfit? And then I was like, well, Joe, as you uh, look at yourself in the mirror and you gander up and down your body, if you can look at yourself and go, man, I am all balls in these jeans. Well, hell, you ready for shine frontier days? something like that and it worked and people loved it and that's the day that cowboy to huff was born and that's a credit to joel clatt and mike evans and and it's a character that i constantly get asked to bring up in situations it's funny we were talking about that with sean drotar the other day on that episode where he joined me and and it's funny because cowboy to huff is a constant voice to to bring to the table and it's fine as long as there's not kids around, but I can kind of go around and be like, oh, my God, look at the size of that. Holy shit. But but then when people ask me to do Connery to Huff, that's where it gets a little be like, dude, I don't want to do that. There's little kids around. Well, guys, it's getting late and I need to go home and bang your mother. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, I can't do that in front of kids. That's just a little weird. So, yeah, tip of the cat to Joel Clapp for helping uh, one, contribute to the last episode in this episode. And uh, amazing talent, continue success f- uh, to Joel with Fox Sports and wherever the hell he ends up uh, in, in the next five years because I am such a big fan of his. Like, I could see him continuing to move up and move on and just be this just worldwide talent. He is a good, smart individual. And beautiful hair. He does have beautiful hair. Oh, Joe, you bitch. Oh, he has some great stories, too. I really want to get him on. Joel, quit dodging me. 
I will bring bring it up every fucking time I text you and go, hey, you should join my podcast. And then you go silent. Fucking dick. <laughs> uh, speaking of CU alumni, uh, before we get into headlines coming up, I, I, I sent a, a text out to Mike Pritchard in regards to the whole Deion Sanders becoming the head coach of the CU Buffs. And I said, are you excited for Deion Sanders as the Buffs' next head coach? I would think he'd bring in big recruits. This, this is the, the thing that I want to get to. This is uh, Pritchard's response. He's exactly what we need. I can't wait to watch him coach. It's very exciting. When's the last time so many people were excited for the Colorado Buffaloes? I'm waiting. Don't know. Don't know. It's been a long freaking time. So that's Pritch. Pritch, by the way, wants to come on the podcast here shortly and we'll talk a little bit about the CU bust, but I also want to talk to him about Godzilla because he's a huge Godzilla freak. By the way, Pritch, one of the smartest motherfuckers I've ever met. And and he's so down to earth about it. it that's what I like. It's just like you you would never know by looking at him. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but he's a, he's such a brilliant guy, but he's down to earth when he talks to you. So he really adapts to, to my stupidity and can, uh, and, and can have a conversation with me. But then he could go and have a, a very cerebral conversation with somebody like, say, Sandy Clough, and he can hold his own. So I, I like that. I like finding individuals that aren't just they're one level and they don't want anything to do with you. Listen, I need all the help I can get. So I think uh, so. Keep keep posted on that. We'll get Mike Pritchard on here in the near future. Hey, we got uh, headlines coming your way. But first, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a fifty dollar bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. So wow, however it happens, all you got to do root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. Download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you got a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. This is Shelly Majors, GM of the Blake Street Tavern. Time to book those holiday parties, gang, and we can accommodate groups of 10 to 500. And if you have six or 700, I'll make it work. In case you didn't know, I'm kind of a big deal. And a bit of a nutcracker. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> this may be one of the dumbest things I have ever heard, but not really surprising. The Rockdale County Sheriff's Office in Georgia posted a list of its top 10 most wanted fugitives. I believe this was on Facebook. That's when... A, a moron named Christopher Spaulding decided, you know what? I'm not on this list. That's bullshit. <laughs> and he wrote, how about me? <laughs> well, turns out Spaulding was wanted. He had some um, uh, warrants out for his arrest. He wasn't a top 10. Hmm, sorry, buddy. But he was still wanted. So the sheriff's department responded back with, you are correct. You have two warrants. We are on our way. <laughs> That's what they wrote. And he's like, oh, fuck. Maybe that wasn't a good idea. Anyway, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office quickly found Spalding and arrested him on two warrants for felony violation of probation. This is what they wrote. Our top 10 is compiled based off of 
the severity of the charges only. But not being on this list does not mean our fugitive unit is not looking for you if you have an active warrant. What a dumbass. But listen, I guess that's what you expect from criminals. You just don't make smart decisions. First of all, to get a warrant in that situation for failure to uh, for felony violation of probation, whatever, like you're already making mistakes. And then you're just like, what are you trying to prove by commenting on the Facebook post that you're a bigger moron than we thought? Jesus, I, I don't understand that. What a fucking idiot. He deserves to be arrested. So good for him, I guess. <laughs> Here, Speaking of dumb, here's a dumb trend on TikTok. They're using the hashtag menstrual mask, okay? Menstrual mask. I saw this, and I was like, this is a little too gross for my podcast. But then I was like, nah, it's fine. (laughs) Apparently, women on TikTok are smearing blood on their face, their period blood on their face. That's disgusting. They think that it's going to help them get smoother skin. Now, That being said, I could understand that. There's a lot of, you know, natural things that's in the menstrual blood. I don't need to go through it all because I'm dumb. But I was reading this article and there's a a doctor that chimed in and he's like, no, don't do this, people. Stop. He said there is no scientific or clinical evidence to say applying menstrual blood on your face can have beneficial impact on your skin. There may be, I I believe there's a process where they can, in in a lab, they can kind of mix it up and add certain elements to it and then kind of clean it up. And then it could be beneficial to uh, healing of skin. But it's not like this. You don't just sit there with a cup or however the fuck you, I don't even want to know how they do it. And then you rub it all over your face. Don't do that. There's nothing beneficial about it. Now, that being said, could you imagine if, uh, ladies, if you did this and your significant other had had no idea you were doing that? <laughs> it's the middle of the night. You lay down, lights are off, and he's just sitting there going, why does it smell like pennies? And then he turns on the light. Oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> you look like you're in a horror movie. <laughs> That would be so frightening. Yes, by the way, the pennies, that's what blood smells like. Like, you, next time you get a bloody nose, smell. <laughs> You're going to be like, mm, smells like copper. Anyways, that is just so disgusting. But it is kind of funny because I think it would be hilarious to be like somebody trying to defend, defend this. Be like, no, 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 it's fine. Are you a doctor? No, no, no. I read it on TikTok, which again goes back to don't get medical advice. From TikTok or any other social platform. If you want medical advice, talk to your doctor. Your doctor. Not a doctor on YouTube. Not a doctor on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook. Whatever. Talk to your real doctor. (laughs) A real one that you know has an actual facility that they practice out of. Fuck. People. People drive me nuts. And there's so much of that shit where people are just like, no, I saw it on TikTok. Did you know you're supposed to do this or that? We had a conversation with my son last night about, I don't even know how it got brought up, but it was talking about somebody on uh, how people on social media, every now and then you hear about YouTubers trying to get extreme videos 
and they end up dying from either eating something they're not supposed to or just trying to do a stunt that is just not safe, and they, then they die. And he's like, what? They don't hear about that when they're watching Unspeakable or Mr. Beast or anything like that. They just watch it because it's silly, and these guys are doing dumb things. But fuck, man. <laughs> I didn't know you shouldn't, you know, eat a, a what is it, <laughs> like an electric eel. Well, he, he died of electric shock from the inside. Anyway, goblin mode. Have you guys ever heard of the, the, the phrase goblin mode? It's, it's now the official 2022 Oxford word of the year. It's a type of behavior which unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or experiences. Oh, never freaking heard of it before. That's, that's bizarre. But apparently it's being used enough. It's the Oxford word of the year. Pfft, never heard of it. By the way, Joel Klatt, I read... Uh, you know, resend my, my negative comments towards you. He just sent me a text. He says, uh, let me check my schedule. I'll figure a, a time to come on the podcast. Boom. There you go. This is what happens when you socially blast people. <laughs> Although I did my, mine was tongue in cheek and, and from a loving place. There you go. Anyway, thanks for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe, share it with your friends. If you're able, thanks so much to Superbook sports, Colorado, Blake street tavern, they're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. And, of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. Uh, my apologies to Joel Klatt for saying you're a fucking dick because <laughs> apparently he's checking his schedule. And look forward to that interview coming up because that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll try to get that. Here. Hopefully, hopefully, I know he's busy, but hopefully I can get that before the new year and we can uh, go into the new year with that uh, on our belt. So, it's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.